Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. At 4.30 today, I think I have come to a final decision. I'm ready to write my quarterback take in Sharpie. I'll give it to you in 25 minutes on Grant and Danny. We'll see how Danny feels about it. It is time for our Beltway Blitz. Spin you around town. Get you up to speed on the teams you care the most about. We got a Caps game tonight. We got a Wizards game tonight. There's a lot of Commanders news to get to. Let's get it started. Bailey Johnson covers the Caps for the Washington Post. Bailey is Alex Ovechkin going to play tonight. 7 o'clock start against the Blues at home. Once again, he's a game-time decision, as he has been the last several games while he's been out with this lower body injury. He did take power play reps at the morning skate this morning, which he didn't do before the game on Tuesday. So that's a sign that he is progressing and maybe more of a positive sign that he's going to play, but we won't find out until they take the ice for warm-up. So pretty essential stretch here, right? A couple games against the Blues, a little home-and-home, but... You know, everybody's kind of jumbled, and I feel like someone's going to get hot and, and either you know leave a, a rival team in the dust or uh, who, know, who knows, maybe not the way how jumbled this Eastern Conference is, but this feels like an important stretch for this group, kind of a fork in the road for the season, huh? Yeah, it does, and they view it that way too. They've been talking since the beginning of January about how critical this stretch is. Spencer Carberry, I think, used the phrase make or break. All the players know how important this is. You don't often hear about a game against a Western Conference team in the middle of January being a must-win game. But Spencer Carberry said after the game against Anaheim the other night that he felt like his team really needed to win that game to get themselves some points. Like you said, the Eastern Conference is super tight. The Metro in particular is incredibly tight. So it's getting to be the time of year where teams start to separate themselves. And if the Caps don't go on a run right now, they are in danger of getting left behind. I had somebody in the NHL yesterday tell me that the rumblings are that there's going to be a lot of big-name players available at the deadline, that it's going to be a really heavy trade deadline. And I'm wondering, with all the money they've got from the Backstrom situation, if he's on you know, long-term IR or whatever, uh, could they be players? Could they go out and add someone who could come in here and really make an impact on offense? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I and mean, I think it's going to kind of depend on where the team is by the end of the month. That'll sort of give them, heading into the All-Star break, about a month before the trade deadline, will give them an impression of if they're going to be buyers or sellers. It could absolutely go either way at this point. Like you said, they have a significant amount of salary cap space available that could make them a landing spot for a player that will help offensively. But they also have, if things take a downturn, players that would be valuable to other teams around the league. I've seen Nick Dowd's name get mentioned a couple times this week. Other players have come up and, you know, there are a lot of teams that need goaltending. So this this next couple of weeks will kind of determine, I think, what way they end up looking as we head into early March in the deadline. Bill, you may have seen this or reported on this slightly, but uh, the Caps still need scoring. I think you just alluded to that. Uh, you know, aside from the obvious suspect here in terms of Ovechkin, one of the great goal scorers ever to walk the planet, who else might they get it from? Uh, who, who's a candidate to start putting the puck in the back of the net with some regularity? 
I think Max Pacioretty is an obvious one. His line with uh, Dylan Strom and TJ Oshie has been almost immediately successful. Actually, literally immediately successful. They scored a goal in their first ever shift together when Spencer combined them a few games ago. That line has been buzzing the last few games. The Caps as a whole, as you know, and as we've talked about all season, have a hard time putting the puck in the net consistently. But Max Pacioretty is a player who can do that. And TJ Oshie scored in his last couple of games. So that's a player who is still, you know, working his way back, but has really hit the ground running coming back from his injury. Um, Dylan Strom has been streaky throughout the year, but he leads them with 15 goals, and it wouldn't be surprised to see him get kind of on a hot streak. There are a couple names on this team that could start to contribute a little bit more. Yeah, two out of three games and three out of five for Oshu as a goal scorer since coming back from injury. He would be high up on my list as well. That line, as you said, has been awesome. Uh, Bailey Johnson covers the Caps for the Washington Post. We had Charlie Lindgren on the show yesterday. He was tremendous, by the way. It was a lot of fun and a really good personality. Uh, he's clearly been their best goalie. I mean, is he now the A goalie, or have they handed him the reins at this point, do you think? Uh, publicly, they haven't, but certainly something like starting him in both games against the Rangers, uh, their last games against a Metro opponent for a while in the middle of a stretch that they consider to be make or break suggests that they view him that way. Um, Spencer Carberry talked today about the situation with both goalies and how given how tight the schedule is the rest of the way. And the Caps, I believe, have one of the most difficult schedules remaining in terms of the quality of the teams that they're facing. So they're going to need both goalies. And he talked about that today, but he definitely made it clear that they know Charlie has been their better performing goalie over the balance of the season. That's why they've given him opportunities. That's why he's going to start tonight against the Blues, his former team. It's going to be interesting to see how they handle this upcoming road trip. There's only one back-to-back in the middle of it, so you would expect both goalies to play there, but then how the other games split out will be an interesting thing to watch. It's kind of a tell of which goalie they're leaning towards right now. Bailey, you mentioned the Blues. Give us a preview of tonight and then I guess Saturday as well. Yeah, it's kind of random to play. You only play Western Conference teams twice and to get the Blues in the span of two nights in three days is a little bit hilarious with the way the schedule works out. Um, they had a tough start to the year. They fired their coach, I believe, at the beginning of December. Um, with their interim, they're 8-5-1 and one in their last however many games that adds up to. Um, so they're getting on a little bit of a roll right now. They have lost three of their last four, um, all of which were at home. So that's not really what teams like to do this time of year. Um, they have a pretty strong top line. Uh, Robert Thomas has been really good for them and not a ton of depth beyond that, but they're a team that could definitely score goals. So the Caps will need Charlie Lindgren in their defense, which has been very good this year to be on top of it tonight. Bailey, thanks for the info. Enjoy the game. Thanks, guys. Be good. Let's talk some hoops. Wiz in action tonight, 7.30 tip in New York against the Knicks, who are 24-17. and 17. I think the Knicks have a chance maybe at the four seed in the East. Uh, our buddy Dave Johnson, the voice of the Wizards, year him on the call, game in and game out. Uh, Wiz coming off of a loss to the Pistons, Dave. They want that one back, I'm sure, 7-32. and 32. Let's get a preview for tonight against the Knicks. It's going to be a big challenge with no Daniel Gaffer. He suffered a head injury. Uh, against the Pistons on Monday. And look, uh, the reason this team has the record it has, uh, and we've talked about this, is we're just not a good, we're not built as a good rebounding team. Uh, that's just a plain and simple fact. So if you, this team should have more uh, than the win, number of wins it has if it wasn't getting beaten up on the boards uh, and giving up second chance points. And that <laughs> brings me again to tonight uh, with no Daniel Gafford, that's going to add to the challenge. Now, uh, again, Marvin Bagley uh, picked up. Uh, he will help in that category, and it'll be great when both of those players are, are playing. And, you know, that's really the storyline with, with the Wizards, the trade that, that happened, you know, over the weekend. 
uh, is what the Wizards are all about. You you give up two veteran players that are not in the Wizards' long-term plans, and you get Marvin Bagley and Isaiah Livers. Look, Bagley at one point was all-rookie first team. Uh, he only has another year on his contract. It's basically a free look. Can he take it to the next level? And we'll see. He'll certainly get the opportunity with the Wizards. And so, the same with Livers. Dave, 10 of his last 13 games, Bilal Koulibaly's been in single digits. Scoring-wise, doesn't bother me at all, just an observation. I'm wondering, do you think he's now on the scouting report? Like, do you think now teams are saying, okay, this isn't just a, a kid. We actually have to focus some attention here uh, on the young man and maybe make him do some things he's not comfortable with yet. Yeah, I, I think he's definitely on, the, on the, the scouting report because, again, the buzz around the league is is the Wizards got a hit. I also think it, it plays to a role of, of you know, uh, I've been asked the question about, you know, does he get more minutes, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it, it, it's very strategic how they're, they're bringing him along, and I, I, I'm not privy to that whole strategy, but it, it's almost like I see him getting put in situations, all right, go guard Donovan Mitchell in the, in the fourth quarter of a game where it's still in doubt, or go guard this uh, elite players. So they're, they're still not, I think part of that story is they're still not thrusting a lot of responsibility and picking the spots with him as part of his development, because guess what? They can uh, because of this season. And I think it's, you know, that's a, a great luxury because we're still talking about a 19 year old who's, who is shown that, wow, he can do some, some special things. And, you know, he's already had some, all of a sudden he's attacking the basket and the dunk just, you know, sends the crowd in the proverbial oohs and ahs. Uh, but he's also 19. You, you want to protect him a little bit because he's not fully matured or fully grown physically as, as smart as he is basketball-wise. Dave, I was going to ask you about the upcoming trade deadline in the NBA, but there's already been a trade made with Detroit. Gallinari and Muscala out. What'd you make of what the Wizards did in uh, adding both Marvin Bagley and Isaiah Livers? Well, again, I, I think that, that with Bagley, uh, you know, he, he was number two overall back in the 2018 draft, I, I believe. He's not, you know, put up numbers, if you will, that, that warrant that, that draft position, but he's young. Again, the NBA is a league about fit and opportunity. You know, the most dramatic example of that is probably somebody we know very well in Ben Wallace. Look, when Ben Wallace was here in Washington, we loved him. Wes Unseld Sr. loved him. Who wouldn't love him? A guy, a lunch pail guy who works. But, you know, we basically saw a guy that's a nice role player. He goes to Orlando. Uh, you know, they're seeing the same thing, or he's kind of the same thing there. He goes to Detroit, and it's the fit and opportunity Look, there's guys like Isaiah Thomas, et cetera, et cetera. So he just has to fill a certain role, and he ends up in the Hall of Fame. Now, that's I'm not saying suggesting that's going to happen with Marvin Bagley. I'm I'm just suggesting that with players like Bagley and Livers, who are still young, um, for the Wizards, it's not you're not taking on a long term contract. You're taking on contracts you just have an extra year. So hey, they're going to get a chance. They're going to get a chance. See what they can do. Uh, and then, you know, in a year's time, you'll have a decision whether, yeah, this guy's a keeper or we're still in the process of moving on. Dave, thank you as always, buddy. Talk soon. Good to hear from you guys. Thanks. Always, my, always a pleasure, my friend. Hit that commander center, please. All right, Nick Ackridge, PFF, joins us to talk about those commanders. Nick, they're in a good spot. It seems like they went from, like, you know, 700-pound dude with acne and, like, a couple battle scars to the prom king here in terms of the desirability of this job, huh? Yeah, a hundred percent. Just a complete flip, and I mean, it's always it's just weird seeing you know 
um, the people talk about the commander's job as being, you know, a, a popular one and a good one and one people want to go to. It's, it's a, definitely a, a new era upon us. Hey, sorry to uh, pick a scab if it is one. I, I don't know how you view this, but um, J.J. Watt, like, went in on PFF, I thought, <laughs> in a weird way yesterday. Um, look, I, I get that grading can be subjective and, and whatever else, but I, mean, I don't understand in 2024 why Watt or anybody else isn't okay with, like, just information that's available and kind of ha- you know, throwing it into the stew and, and take whatever you want out of it. Would you take out of what he said and then, more largely, as someone who works at PFF, like what do you say to people that have issues with your grading? Yeah, I mean that was a uh, that was an interesting one. Um, you know, usually we hear it from guys that you know are on the lower end of the of the grades, which that's understandable. I mean, if you know if you have anyone questioning your job and they give you a number grade and it's bad, you're gonna you know you're gonna push back against it. But uh, JJ Watt was an interesting one to kind of really go against because you know for years we had to really kind of change our grading scale because he was breaking it. That's how good he was. Um, and he's constantly been one of the highest graded players we've ever, um, you know, given grades to. And it, it was just a very, it was a very, very strange thing. And especially for the the reason it kind of started, I think, is because he saw the C.J. Stroud and, and Jordan Love grades. And, you know, when you look at them, they had two nearly identical box score um, stats when it comes to passing yards, passer rating, touchdowns, interceptions. Um, but the grades were a 15-point difference with, you know, Jordan Love in the 90s and C.J. Stroud in the high 70s. And I think it kind of really did a better job of explaining why PFF is needed more than anything else. I mean, Stroud had a, a dropped interception that brought it down a little bit. He had two touchdowns that were on screen passes, and we don't really reward the quarterback for throwing the screen pass. Um, so I, I think it was a great example of why PFF is, is actually needed. And, you know, I, I completely understand why people, you know, push back against it. It's it, we're never going to be 100% right in everything we do. We've kind of admitted that for a long time now. But, um, you know, NFL teams and college teams wouldn't keep buying our stuff if what we didn't do was legit. And, um, you know, I know teams use our, our play-by-play data and grades every day. So, I mean, um, it was an interesting experience, and it, it's always fun, you know, when you get some some players pushing back on it. But uh, uh, we just we just keep on moving. Yeah, it, it's always interesting. We're all, all we're trying to do is quantify what we saw, right? So two quarterbacks throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. Who had a better game? You know, it, instead of having an arm wrestling match at the barbershop, we're trying to look at as much data as possible. But I'm in on that. Um, for the for Washington, though, to circle it back there for a moment, why wouldn't it work with a young upstart, you know, hothead coaching candidate? Thinking of again, just to use an example that everybody's using, a Ben Johnson or a Bobby Sloak. What might get in the way of having one of these young offensive minds uh, be the next guy or be the first guy that this Harris ownership group taps? Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of people are just going to point to, you know, failed quarterback prospects. And, and you know, there's no science to, to drafting these guys high. We've seen guys, you know, become Hall of Fame players, all-star players that, that are picked one and two overall. And we've seen people that completely flame out instantly. And um, it really all comes down to, you know, your scouting and, and what you see in these guys. And that's the way these kind of young coaches really kind of flame out. Um, uh, but if we're if we're not talking about quarterback, another way is just, you know, they're they're not great leaders. And we've seen a lot of times that, you know, these offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators, these young guys come in and they have great schemes and, and they're so good at their coordinating jobs and calling plays, but they, they don't really possess the leadership ability that, you know, kind of comes with that head coaching job. Um, so that that's just kind of two ways that you kind of see these, these young guys really kind of flame out a little bit. Nick, good info. Thank you, buddy. It's good having you on the show as always. Yeah, appreciate it. You guys have a good one. You too, Check buddy. him out. Nick Ackridge of PFF covers the commanders here locally for them. Grant and Danny on the fan. I am ready to put in pen 
a thought on the quarterback position for this offseason. We'll do it next on GD. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Friend of the program, Benjamin Standing of The Athletic, joins us at 5. Danny, I've got cash today. First time, long time. Look at this. You are flush. You know who's on the $10 bill? I should. Okay. GW on the one. Abe on the five. 20? Who's on the 10? When's the last time you looked at a 10? Right you're, now. you're looking at it right now. Yeah, uh, Ryan. Who's on the 10? I don't know if he was looking it up or he, you, you got this knowledge. No. Jefferson? I, I was about to. No, I'm Jefferson's on the $2 bill, I believe. This I, was, Is it Jefferson Davis on the $10 that's, bill? That's going to be a no. <laughs> That's a hard no there. I'll, t- I'll tell you why during the break. They came in second in a pretty big contest. <laughs> oh, man. He is most certainly not on the $10 That's a bill. no there. Any more guesses? <laughs> Want to holster a couple uh, of those? Let's go back to Thomas Jefferson. How about Thomas Jefferson? CJ. Uh, it is not him. Darius, who's on the $10 bill? Uh, I, I looked it up, so I'm not I don't. Well, I don't well, want it's to time for an answer. All we right. can't do well, this it's Alexander record. Hamilton. It is Alexander Hamilton. Oh, he's on the 10. Danny, who's on the $5 bill? That's Abraham Lincoln. That's Abe Lincoln. GW's on the 1. Now, so it means I got the 20 wrong. Who's on the 20? Is that a Jefferson? I think 20 is Jefferson. Got to be. So Justin is on the is on the 20. Yeah, unless it's Jamar Chase. $20 bill. It is not Jefferson. It's Adams. Nope. Hmm. Jackson? There we go. Andrew Jackson. Is it really? Yeah. That's weird. Didn't have that one in the office. I did not, I did not think that one. I can tell you who it isn't. Jefferson Davis. Jefferson Davis. He is, he is not on any money. That guy is not. Is, is Route 1 still Jefferson Davis, Iowa? I think they're looking to change it. 
<laughs> yet? Or is I, it, that I don't know. I right. couldn't tell you. Should we talk about quarterbacks? <laughs> is it that time? Let's do that. Uh, all right. So I'm ready to make. Oh, I should tell you why I have cash, by the way. Oh, yeah. Why do you have cash? I've got Kevin because. Uh, all right. Play the music again. Another guessing game. Danny. Who does Kevin Cash manage? The Tampa Bay Rays. boy, That's the one we're looking for. Um, I have cash because I went and got my haircut today, which you haven't even commented on, by the way. Ryan did, which I appreciate. Darius, any whenever you're ready. Danny, whenever you're ready. I didn't. You know what? You're right. I didn't comment on it, and I feel badly about that. That's fine. Because I noticed it. I'm the first one to comment on your guys' haircuts. But well, never- but you're, in fairness, you are, like, you care a lot about hair and I people's even got hair the beard and stuff. Done for you. Well, that's like, what I noticed. I noticed that first. So you're making like a like you know the face that dads make when they're thinking about something. You're making that yeah. and you scratch your neck. Why well, when you walked into the room when I, I made, walked in, I you scratched made a lot of noise and yeah. did that to make sure you saw. I saw. And, and I then didn't you say just anything. Went about your day. Well I was in the middle of saying something about me mm. and I can't interrupt that. You know what I mean? I was like, here's what happened to me and you're like, okay. You, what you, about me? You also casually during conversation before the show mentioned that you were talking about some topic at the barbershop. So I didn't know if I was supposed to follow it up and make it obvious, like, oh yeah, you. Oh, was that today? Were you there today? <laughs> yeah, I got my haircut and I had fifteen extra dollars right here. Because you have, it's a cash business, right? C- cash only yeah. business. So I have cash to use. I don't know. It's burning a hole in my pocket. I don't know what to do with it. It's the weirdest thing when you have cash. It's like I got to get rid of this. I go months at a time without cash. There are people that pay in cash because mm-hmm. I know because I'm always right behind them at stores. They're like, it's how much? Seventeen dollars and fifty-two cents. Let me unfold they'll, they'll the cash like, out of my wallet. They're pulling it out of their shirt for some, like their upper pocket. One, they're two, like, three. Shoot, let me start again. Taking One, a coin. Two, they have a little three. coin thing. Now, the regular cash. I think you're. I think you're unfair to people that use regular cash. You involve coins. Come exact on. change guy. Get out of here. Exact change guy can kick every rock. And you've all been behind him before. He's you like, know him. how much? 57? And he's like, he's looking. He's like, nickel, two pennies. I hate exact change guy. The pits. I hate it. He's Kyle. And I'm always stuck right behind him. Anyway. Um, all right. I've got a declaration at the quarterback position that I can finally make. I've been workshopping this. Okay. I've kind of been you know, gradually coming around on this. But I'm ready. Darius, if you could get the drum roll, please. It's official. This is going to be my quarterback stance for 2024 that I will not back down from for the remainder of the pre-draft process. Here we go. People have been wondering, what will my quarterback stance be going into the draft in 2024? Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm ready to announce that. Go ahead. Thank you. Yep. <clears throat> Here it is. One more of those, please. One more drum roll, and I'm going to give it to you. This is my stance. Mm-hmm. For the You're 20- announcing that this is your stance. And this is, Here it is. I'm not going to drag this out any longer. It's Because, oh, come on, right? Here we go. I think passing on a quarterback at number two overall, would be an absurd, outrageous mistake by this regime. They need to stay put and take a quarterback. Now, I will hedge slightly Mm. and say that if they move back and still get a quarterback in the top 10, Jaden Daniels would be the other option, perhaps at three through five or something. 
If they trade back and get picks and Daniel still at four or five or six or something, I will grant them immunity from my outrage. Okay. But it will be the first big mistake of this regime. It'll be the first time that my man crush on Adam Peters gets tested a little bit if they do not take a quarterback at number two overall. I'm putting it in Sharpie. I have suggested that if you pick very high, you should probably go quarterback. I've gone as far as to say that I would take Drake May at number two overall. But today, as I sit here, Danny, I am ready to tell you and our listening audience that it is official. You can put it in concrete and put it in pen. If they don't come out of the top 10 with a quarterback, I think it will be an outrageous decision and a massive mistake. Tell me why I'm wrong. Now, I happen to agree that this is the opportunity. This is essential. Just because of the timing of all of it. Beyond anything, just even beyond the idea that if they're hard to find and you've got your pick of all but one, presumably, in this year's draft, and you should just take advantage of this opportunity. But again, that GM, coach, quarterback thing lining up in terms of sync doesn't happen very often. So you should give that a shot to give this uh, young neophyte quarterback every possible chance to succeed. Not, well, we've got six months and then I've got to start worrying about myself, head coach who inherited this guy or whatever. That That's sort of that jumbled up nonsense where there's nothing contiguous. So beyond all that, I have a hard time coming up with the argument, but let me do my best. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, I don't think that's the case this year, but let's just say, these guys are the best this year. This is a, this is a Kenny Pickett type draft. This is a uh, Malik Willis is going to go in the first round type draft. These guys are hype way more than substance. We can't take one just to take one. We've got it. We're marrying this guy to our franchise. This is going to be our standard bearer out front for hopefully 15 years. We don't think anybody in this draft is that dude. Could they sell that to you, Grant Harrison Paulson? If that were the case, sure. It's not, though. I mean, in that draft, we didn't think right now that quarterbacks were going one, two, and three mm-hmm. because they weren't worth going one, two, and three. There was some thought that maybe Pickett could go toward the top of the board because he was the best quarterback in the country. I think anybody who watched Malik Willis play in the Senior Bowl, that was all the scouting you had to do, let alone finding out that he was a run-first quarterback from Liberty, knew that he was being massively over-talked about when people suggested he could go in the first round. This year and that year are just completely different, in my opinion. Caleb Williams, as a draft prospect, is an elite-level physical traits unicorn prospect doesn't mean he's going to be a great NFL player. That's not how it works. But from a how many boxes do you check and where do you get drafted? Yeah, it's intriguing. That's special. Mm -hmm. He'll go at the top of the board one, two, whatever. I happen to think Drake May looks a lot and resembles a lot of how Justin Herbert was regarded as a prospect. And when I watch him at North Carolina, I see some of Herbert at Oregon. I am immensely intrigued by him. But the physical traits, this is height, this is size, this is arm strength, uh, this is accuracy, this Mm -hmm. is mobility and athleticism and all that stuff, you would grade him way more favorably than you would, say, Kenny Pickett as an example, the number two quarterback in this class. The number three guy is considered Lamar Jackson-ish. Like, that's the electricity and the skill set that we're talking about. And I have some reservations about Jaden Daniels as a passer because he played with arguably the, the best wide receiver tandem in the country. And I was reading this piece about how, essentially, 
uh, on passes beyond 15 yards. No one in the country this year threw the more wide-open receivers than Jaden Daniels. But I still am really excited about him as a player. I think as a prospect, it's electric. I would be elated if he ended up in Washington because you got a chance to have a guy that on day one as a playmaker and possibly if you design something well with Ben Johnson or whoever else is going to be your head coach as a passer as well. You can make things semi-easy for him early on and design an offense like we saw in 2012 that he could have some immediate success. But there are three guys in this class that I think are head and shoulders better than the one you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Now, I guess in this hypothetical, if Peters said, listen, man, I know you're upset we didn't take a quarterback, but we just didn't like any of these guys enough, and we got a really nice deal to move back. Does that make them crazy? Not necessarily, but I need them to like someone. You're picking second this overall. This was my point with Rivera. You, you got yeah. your choice of three different types of dudes. Caleb Williams, who just physical talent is off the charts. Drake May, who looks like a pro passer, kind of designed in a lab, central casting for what you want a quarterback build to look like and skill set to look like. Doesn't mean he's going to be great, but he, he's got all of that in spades. And then Jaden Daniels, if you want the athlete who can run and make plays and be a star when he's not throwing the football, who you got to probably get to a point where he, he's a better passer, right? You got a little bit of everything in this class. Mm-hmm. You're, at a, you're at a buffet, man. If there's nothing for you to eat, that's prob- that's your issue. And also, on top of that, let's say all three end up being busts and they were right in that hypothetical. Are you going to get another shot to pick second? Then take, if you don't want a quarterback at number two, then take that number two pick and try to trade for a quarterback. Do, my point is, this asset is too important to not come away with your QB. So I'm sitting pat. I'm not trading up. I'm taking Drake May. But my take today is their first big mistake would be to not come away from their first draft with a quarterback in the top 10. Don't do what Rivera did and paid for for the rest of his time here. Rivera said no thank you to quarterback, took the can't-miss non-quarterback, which somehow missed anyway for the most part, can't completely say that because we're the defensive rookie of the year and you traded him for a sandwich round pick between the third and fourth round. But it didn't go well. And now you watch Herbert every Sunday and you've seen Tua put up huge numbers the last couple of years in a great offense in Miami. So I guess the question I want to pose to people, and you just heard Danny's response, I want yours. Why am I wrong that if Washington passes on a quarterback at number two, and I'll even give them a little bit of a caveat to say if they move back a few picks, but they don't get a quarterback in the top 10 that they will have made a massive mistake. And it will be the first time that I have an issue to bring up with this new group. 800-636-1067 is the number on Grant and Danny on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. A lot of people want to chime in on this. We're going to move Ben Standing to 530. He'll have the latest on the commander's coaching search. But it is time to talk quarterbacks on Grant and Danny here on The Fan. We'll answer these calls as they came in. Lines are packed. If you hear someone hang up, though, there's one open. 800-636-1067. Danny, I have gone on the record. My stance is official. They have to draft a quarterback at number two overall. I will give them the wiggle room. If they think they can... You know, let's say that Drake May and Jaden Daniels, in their mind, are very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, they like them both equally, and they think they can get one. I don't think you can go past three and get one. But they could, they could go back to five. They've done all the math. They know what's what. And they can get, say, Jaden Daniels at five, and they're just as happy. I will allow for that. But if you come out of this first round, and specifically the top five, top ten, without a quarterback, I think it will be a massive mistake, and I think it'll be... Uh, a, a misstep. It's going to be a, a big deal to me that uh, they bungled this possibly. I think they're going to take a quarterback. I just think that these guys are really smart and Peters and he's going to bring in a great staff. But uh, I want to get people's reactions. Yeah, to that. It, the the fear that I think people have is that quarterbacks bust all the time. Like that's their fear. And my point is, yes, you're right. You still have to take one. You still have to try. Oh, people are definitely scared. You know, they, they are drafting nervous. People do not want to swing and miss. But you can't hit a shot without shooting it. So if you just want to keep passing off the shot, then you never score a basket. Eventually, you're going to have to throw that orange thing up toward that rim. Let's go to Kevin and Lanham on Grant and Danny. What's up, Kevin? Hey, Kevin. Hey, with the Grant and Danny Lytics. Let's get this going, man. Look here. I have PTSD from anybody from North Carolina. I don't want Drake May. I want Jaden Daniels. Like Grant said, number two, it doesn't come around all the time to have the number two pick. We need Jaden Daniels. Keep in mind, you got to think about this. I don't care what wide receivers Jaden Daniels have currently. Joe Burrow had Chase, Jamar Chase, and Justin Jefferson as wide receivers. And Jaden Daniels broke all of Joe Burrow's records at LSU. This is another reason why he won the Heisman. I know we got burnt before by a Heisman Trophy winner. We're not going to say his name, but we know who he is. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But Jaden Daniels, with with the type of staff we're going to – okay, we got the general manager. We hired the coach. No coach that came here ever got the quarterback they wanted, even the Shanahans. The Shanahans didn't want RG3. That was, you know, who who won that one. When 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 Ron when um when um Jay Jay Gruden got here, he didn't get the quarterback he wanted. He inherited a quarterback. The same Happens thing with in the uh, league Ron all Rivera. the time, right? So Kevin? right. Yep. I mean, the, the clock is wrong. The coach and the quarterback aren't linked up, and you've got an actual chance to do what every team dreams of, which is to have the coach and the quarterback tied at the hip in year one together with the coach picking the QB. The the bonus here is you got the new owner who picked the new GM, and they're all starting together: GM, head coach, quarterback. It is beautiful music to my ears. 
So he's in lockstep with me on QB. He wants Daniels. I'd prefer Drake May at number two, but to each their own. Throw a dart. Yeah. I, like either of those guys would excite me. I happen to want Drake May. I think there's just more kind of of a um, you know a natural readiness to him when I watch him, and I have a little less concern only because. As he's pointed out, I mean, Jaden Daniels' supporting cast was incredible. And that gives me a little bit of nerves and some anxiety uh, about how much of that is is kind of created by the environment he was in. But he's an unbelievable player. One thing I won't do is the I'm scared of North Carolina thing. People are going to love doing that. Mitch Trubisky flopped in the top right. five. You couldn't draft Ohio State quarterbacks until C.J. Stroud tore, you know, tore the world in half. Sam Howell last year was from North Carolina, so you can't have another Tar Heel. I think that's ridiculous. It, it, that is just a... It couldn't be less relevant to me that he went to the same college as uh, Trubisky or, or Sam Howell. Now, if your point is it's over their last two, one of those guys was a fifth rounder. I don't know if that's quite the same, but okay. So he's going to have to break the mold like C.J. Stroud just did, to your point. But he's a better prospect coming out than either of those two guys were also. Jonathan's in Mount Vernon on Grant and Danny. What's up, Jonathan? Hey, fellas. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, dude. Grant, I have to respect I, hey, I have to respectfully disagree with you, um, I, even though I love you. I think you're great. Um, and I do think that they will draft a quarterback at number two. I just – I definitely in the camp of I'm terrified of missing, uh, you know, Bryce Young, thinking of him. And I just think that they have so many holes and that the organization is in such a transition period from going to scandal and incompetence to competence that I would rather see them just continuously stack picks, build both lines by trading back, and just show some organizational competence on and off the field first and have a more of a transition period at quarterback. Uh, thanks for taking my call. It's not a bad idea, okay? It isn't. I'm not going to sit here and scream at you. But number one, it they won't have another opportunity this good to find a quarterback. Like they're trying to do something that's really difficult, Okay. As an example, I don't, I'm just picking this top of my head. We'll see if the analogy ends up working. But they're trying to buy a house. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to do. They are going to be in a market in April where it's never been better to buy a house. It's never been easier to, to get money lent to you. It's never been easier to not have to compete with people. It's never been easier to uh, pay less on a, a down payment. The prices of homes, that, you're picking second overall. That's the dream scenario. It's the best way. Doesn't mean you're going to find the right guy. But two is better than picking 10. 10 would be better than picking 20. First round is better than the third round. Picking second is the best possible chance to solve this dilemma once and for all. If you turn that down and you go, we'll figure it out. and you Kick the the can can down down the road road, again. How? How are you going to figure it out? You don't have the plan. You're just saying, "We'll, we'll have a better team and maybe we'll sign a guy. Guys don't become available. We'll trade for a guy. That's rare too. Well, well, speaking of being scarred, that's where I'm scarred from. In other words, I'm like some people are scarred because Robert Griffin didn't work out. Some people are scarred because another draft pick, another city didn't work out. I'm scarred with the temporary short-term solution to try to win a couple extra games. I, I never want to do that again. And I can't believe anybody would suggest otherwise. Right? Like that's the part that I'm so it may be a great solution for somebody for some team. And ain't for me. I never want to be in that marketplace again. People are saying, let's shirk this one way and go back to the way I know how to do it, which is that bridge quarterback. To me, it's a bridge to nowhere. So we moved standing to 530, so we got some time to let our hair down here. I want to hear from you guys at 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor Listener Lines. You can hit us up on 
Twitter at Grant H. Paulson at Funny Danny as well. Question being, they got the number two pick. Uh, I am going to really, I think, solidify now and go hard in the paint. It's got to be a quarterback. It would be a massive mistake if it isn't. Agree or disagree with that, we're Grant and Danny. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 